Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Kurt Robinson. And my name's Aaron Battle. So today we're talking about some hidden side of the internet, the dark web, the deep net, the dark net, the dark deep web. Who knows what it's called? We're, we're investigating some interesting sites on the part of the internet which you don't normally see. The wet web. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard it called the wet web. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, so we did uh, road test a few markets. <laughs> we uh, had a look at what was available. We compared a few different prices um, across a, yeah. an array of products. Looked at a, a few different um, designs and decorations for AK-47s that you can get ordered in for a few Bitcoins. We also looked at a few Bitcoin services. Yeah, How laundering you... services. Laundering? <laughs> Washing services. Bitcoin washing services to to disguise the origin of those bitcoins. Also, some more uh, legitimate services like which ones? Something I didn't actually. <laughs> Anonymous something... cat tips. That was yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah, that was legit. Yeah, but chocolate. I wanted to buy chocolate. <laughs> Here in Mexico, you can't get good chocolate. Mm. Um, and I thought that is one legitimate product I might look for. Mm. I didn't find any online dark web chocolate sites. <laughs> the dark side of Mexico, the dark side of chocolate. Yeah. And yeah, so so just a quick reminder. So we are talking about things in this episode which may be illegal. So we're not in any way endorsing that you do this sort of behavior. It's just for educational and informational Entertainment purposes. Experimental. <laughs> Not for experimental purposes. No, don't, don't so you probably shouldn't do any, you know, go on these sites and order anything because you might find yourself in a whole lot of trouble or, you know, make it good. Um, so remember, um, go on www.theparadiseparadox.com. Have a look. You could go through all our previous episodes. You could go on there and if you're feeling good, if we make you feel good, if we give you a laugh or introduce you to some new idea that you've never heard before, you, yes, you are going to go on to donate.theparadiseparadox.com and give us a, a, a little bit of money there. Um, suggested donation is one US dollar per episode that you like. So if you like all of them, give one dollar per episode that you've watched. And uh, also go on Facebook and press like on our Facebook Hover over the like button and it'll come up and say, get notifications in, in a really girly voice. I don't know why it does that. And then you're going to click on get notifications and that's going to mean that every time that we say something um, totally off the wall on Facebook, it's going to come up onto your feed, invading you just like the Mongolians spread all over Eastern Europe. And then you're going to go on, when, when next? I guess on iTunes. Go on iTunes, go on Pocket Cast, press subscribe, subscribe on uh, on YouTube as well if you feel like it. Press like on YouTube or press dislike. Leave us a comment. Reach out to us. Touch us in strange, new, exciting ways, just like John Luke Picard did when he had sex with an alien. Now, also, and one last thing that you're going to do, if you, if you like the show, you want to support us, you don't feel like donating, go on theparadiseparadox.com. And if you're going to buy something from Amazon, take advantage by giving us 
a little help. <laughs> take advantage by clicking through the shop Amazon portal, and that's going to take you through to Amazon. It's not going to cost you any extra, but it is going to mean that we receive a little bit of money, a little bit of commission from that purchase. So if you like some of the, the books that we recommend or movies or just wacky shit that we talk about uh, that you think you can buy off Amazon, go and do that and help us out. Thanks so much, guys. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name is Aaron Battle. My name is Kurt Robinson. So we're talking about the deep web, the, the dark net, that uh, underlying presence of strange and unknown activities on the internet, which are going on all the time, which you never hear about. Yeah, it never turns off, does it? <laughs> right. The internet doesn't have an off switch. That's a shame. Yeah. A lot of addicts out there. <laughs> yeah, they need a break. But it's interesting. They say that there's a certain the surface web, which mm. which is commonly what Google, Facebook, mm. YouTube, is is like what three percent mm. or less. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah. Mm. So I, I thought it was zero point zero three. Oh, really? Well, really three percent. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I read it wrong. But I think it's very little. That's the point. It's like, <laughs> it's like next to nothing compared to the whole interweb. Yeah, but I mean, I have to wonder who is doing all this activity because regular, like ninety percent or ninety nine percent of the population never used a deep web. So who who is writing all this stuff and who is creating all these websites on this web that that hardly anybody accesses? It's like that's a lot of effort for just a very small population okay but is are we talking about content being mm. being 97 percent of internet because i don't think dark web has you know that large amount of content right or is it access that they're talking about that three percent okay well it doesn't really work either way does it <laughs> I, I suppose not but i think i think i thought more people use the dark web than they realize like anyone that downloads um, torrents and movies music yeah and anyone involved in cryptographic currencies i mean that that's all below surface to to some extent yeah i don't know if there's like really a distinct point where you say hey that's no longer the clear net that's the dark net I don't know where it cuts off. Well, when did you? Let's talk a little personal. When did you realize I'm not on above water internet anymore? <laughs> well, okay. Well, you have to download Tor to to uh, start accessing. That was last week for me, hmm. uh, or the week before, a couple of weeks ago. Hmm. And you know, you're not on the normal internet pretty quick. Yes. I mean, there's a few distinct changes that I realized. Everything's a little bit slower. Um, your address name needs to be perfect, but I felt I felt silly because I, I didn't know what to look up. I was like, "Well, if I go to my normal website, if I use the internet like I would normally, why don't I just use a normal browser?" 
<laughs> well, it, it maintains your anonymity, so nobody knows what you, who you are when you're looking at it. Yeah. And you, and you said it came up asking why you were in Luxembourg or something. Well, since I've been here in Mexico, it's always asking to change my pages to English. Right. And it's, it's really annoying. So I thought, how would, how would they know where I am or they, how would they know? What's a good way? Of, I'm, I'm, now, I'm now using Tor. So I downloaded the package. I installed it. It was like install any plugin or, or app. I've got a new browser. That, that's cool. You know, the, uh, the refresh button's in a different place. Uh, everything seemed normal. And I thought, how do I test whether they actually can see me or not? Hmm. Where, where am I always logged into? So, of course, Facebook, but I'm not going to log into Facebook. That seems like a giveaway so, <laughs> so i went to youtube <laughs> I, I went to youtube and the first thing i noticed was none, none of the videos worked because right. my the flash was deactivated yeah flash is deactivated in tor because they um because flash can track your location and and certain things which will make you not anonymous very quickly so i had to view it through a html5 i think mm. there, was, there, was a, there was a few changes i, I read a a wiki on that. I fixed it up and my YouTube's back. Um, and then I noticed a little CZ next to my YouTube, mm. which I know now to be the, the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, every day that I log on to Tor, it seems like well, I open Tor up. It's not really logging on, is it? It's, um, it's cool to see, you know, what country am I operating Well, it's kind of now? logging on because it goes through that little process to connect to the network and sign you through the, the nodes. Yeah. It's it's interesting how it works, isn't it? It's like mm. the, most of the well, the tour is like the the onion network. Yeah, and the onion ring. That's what they call it. The, the the what? The onion ring. And that's because of the layers, like like Shrek. Yeah. What? Like Shrek? Yeah, Shrek. Okay, Shrek has many layers. Well, he, it's his emotional state when he's trying to talk to Donkey, okay. and he says he's like an onion. You know, you don't want to peel off too many layers okay. but in this case you want as many layers you can get <laughs> yeah so so that yeah that way it's it's difficult to track you because they can't tell exactly where people are coming in and coming out of the network and which nodes yeah yeah so or according to some sources because some people say that it's it, it's very easy because the thing is a lot of these nodes that are used in in the um tor network like the the exit points and the entry points are actually controlled by the CIA or the NSA or something like that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's another thing to be paranoid about. I did uh, read that Tor has been compromised. I mean, it was developed by military. You know, yeah, it was, military I believe it was developed by the U.S. Navy. Yeah. Hmm. So, are we back where we started? <laughs> but it's I don't know. It was open source. It was given away to use. Hmm. That's something. Yeah, well, if it's open source, it means I'm sure that hundreds or thousands of people have gone over it with a fine-tooth comb and found if there's anything, uh, at least from the from the perspective of the code, whether it's got anything malicious in it. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, I mean, I think to some extent the proof is in the pudding because so many people are doing business over this network and... Uh, and they don't seem to be overly concerned. I mean, they, they will encrypt their data, they'll encrypt their emails, they'll use anonymous email addresses and anonymous websites so nobody knows who they are. Yep. But, uh, of course, they'll take all of, the, all of these precautions, but 
they still do business from what we can tell. We, we haven't purchased anything yet. Nothing. <laughs> Are we going to? Are we going to road test any of these marketplaces? Mm, maybe. There's so many idea. to pick from. Well, I, I originally thought there, there's, there's a good place for anonymous internet and maybe there's things you, know, you want and you want to buy that you don't really, you don't really want to be leaving a paper trail. <laughs> like Viagra. Exactly. <laughs> what do, what no, I, I, I don't know. Like I thought maybe maybe there's there's some countries where there's there's medication where people mm. you know people need and it's like really crazy expensive. Mm. But maybe you can buy it in another country that's not so expensive. Yes. And there was a black market for that. Yes. Or um, yes. or like uh, like cigarettes. Cigarettes. Cigarettes in in Australia cost about. Let's see. Probably now they cost about fourteen dollars for a pack of thirty. It's, I think that's a, about the price, and that's including all these these taxes, which bring a price up so high. But I saw a site where this they're selling like you buy uh, twenty car, twenty packets, and it'll cost you about four US dollars a packet. So perfect they, example. Yeah. Or um, or alcohol, but I mean here in Mexico, that's not really that's not really a big deal. But if you're in another country where there's a, a bootlegging operation, then... <laughs> what, like if you're living in a, in a Muslim country and you want to import some alcohol? I don't know. <laughs> Everyone's got the right to party, right? <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of uses for this, which aren't, uh, which aren't necessarily legal, but they are actually just regular transactions. Like they, there's nothing uh, really morally wrong with them like buying cigarettes it's that if they're not uh, you know providing they're not stolen there's nothing wrong with that so that that was my main intention to have a look at see what was you know relatively relatively normal without you know without bending too many of the rules Mm. just a little tax evasion that's all (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, just a little bootlegging it, it wasn't that easy ain't misbehaving yeah it wasn't that easy it was it was so there there's too much (laughs) <laughs> it's too I mean I think what we had a little breakdown well I did like I said two weeks ago I went online and I was like I need to, I need to go get some air there's, there's too many there's too many uh, options <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of interesting stuff on there no doubt but uh, one of the markets I checked out was um, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go to Silk Road 2 or you know I don't know like blackmarket.com onion or something really obvious i thought i'd check out something maybe a little more interesting because i'm looking i'm looking for like normal stuff (laughs) like cigarettes maybe and uh, so i found middle earth which is a which is marketed as a social media for hobbits and i thought that's that's interesting it's entertaining and it was really just a a big open market for drugs like psychedelics and mushrooms you know all the vegetable varieties hobbits is some kind of slang term that i'm not aware of must be i wasn't aware of it either okay <laughs> um but you know but they had there was a few ads on there for cars in the u.s hmm. there was um i mean there were sections for all things it was kind of like an ebay hmm. um but i mean it was mainly it was mainly fitted out with um with mushrooms and seeds and marijuana and you know pretty pretty much you know your basic basic good time <laughs> all right your basic supermarket regular goods that you purchase at the corner store 
Yeah, I mean, not actually. Now that I now that I remember, there was a whole lot of drugs that had you know their their like maybe their periodic table compounds and moleculars. I don't, I didn't know what I was looking at. Mm. That's what I can say. I had no idea what I was looking at, but they had they had pretty much everything. <laughs> okay, wait. Are you saying? Sorry, I missed. I missed what you were saying. Did you? Are you saying they had like some kind of? Diagrams for how to make chemicals, or no, they or, had, there's a whole section on ebooks where right, okay. uh, where they've got how to how to. I, I don't know how you how you make it, but you know the terms for you know creating and and distilling formulas to you know MDMA, for example. Okay. All, all the I I don't even know what I'm saying. Drugs, <laughs> very drugs, bad bad drugs. <laughs> don't. Don't do drugs, kids, unless you're sure that it will be a positive experience in the correct set and setting with a shaman to guide you. So, <laughs> yeah, don't don't go uh, running across the road without holding your parents' hand. <laughs> That's good advice. Mm. Yeah, but I mean that was just one market I came across, mm. um, and it was mainly like people to people. There wasn't really services. I know we came across some services as well. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know, what, what market did you road test today? <laughs> well, of course, there was uh, black market arms. Uh, I couldn't avoid having a look at what, what was on offer there. So we had some, uh, there's some interesting weapons there, like um, priced in Bitcoin, and you can get a, a handgun for around two Bitcoins, maybe a little less even. Uh, also some gold-plated AK-47s, which, I mean... It's like something out of a James Bond film, or I don't know, something to hang up on your wall. Put the pictures up; they look cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that was uh, that was all right. Like you know, doesn't doesn't hurt to uh, if you're starting a revolution or you just want to protect your home. Self protection. Yeah, get get them to send you some weapons. I don't know how they would do delivery in that case, though. Like uh, maybe they ship it piece by piece. And, um, yeah. Yes, it was. They they ship in multiple packets, mm. and they uh, in the terms and conditions they stated that there is non obvious, so it doesn't come right. in a you know it doesn't Very come discreet. in the shape <laughs> of, <laughs> okay. of your new new machine. So it's, it for. says on there like spare washing machine parts or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I don't know how would they. The thing is, how do you pick that up? Do you sign for it at the front door? <laughs> like, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions because I mean, I, I'm new to all this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I well, I do remember a, a friend of mine told me that he received some not weapons, but he received some drugs. And it was sent from the UK to Australia, and it was just like. This wasn't even from Silk Road or anything. This was just like his friend was doing him a favor. And they sent it just by regular mail. And it's, it arrives in a birthday card. And the, the cocaine was like spread out in a, across the birthday card. So for all, intensive, for, all, for all appearances, if you look at it, it's just an envelope which has a birthday card in it. And you open it up and, and then, you know, have a, have a nice surprise in there he would have been surprised it turned up <laughs> no he, he was expecting i mean um 
yeah, apparently there are lots of lots of ways you can do this. Like something you can do is you get a big candle and you hollow it out and then you you seal it up again with wax. Mm. So inside you, you have your drugs and the wax is airtight. It's a hermetic seal. Yep. So if there's, uh, you know, sniffer dogs, you don't have to worry about it. They're not going to pick up anything. They're just going to smell this vanilla candle. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, you, you think, I didn't, it seems very good. I don't know mm. how, I mean, dogs have got crazy noses. Like, do, do you think that you have to put a good amount of wax? <laughs> Here I am measuring wax in my fingers. Um, do you think <laughs> you would... Six inches. This is a candle, of a three kilogram candle. It's a big candle. <laughs> but, um, I mean, from what I gather, these, these dogs are addicted themselves to, you know, these drugs <laughs> that, that's how they get the dogs so I, I, I don't know I don't know I, I don't think that's accurate because uh, the thing is when they go to festivals and, and stuff like in Sydney you, you probably know this in some nightclubs it's the the police set up outside yep. and start bothering people or even inside the club they walk around um, but the, the, the thing is the, the false positive rate is like 70% so so how good are these dogs really she was wearing Um, chanel (laughs) yeah yeah she was wearing bacon bacon formula perfume yeah bacon bacon by chanel that is that is dogs i mean how do how do they know (laughs) that they do (laughs) they know something 30 percent of the time yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean okay that's an interesting interesting example okay the the wax and the candle Mm. but um we're thinking of we're thinking of, of ways of trying to. I mean, that's going to deliver to your house, but I don't want I don't want anything coming to my house. Right, right. Well, that's when the first thing that we looked up was fake identities and how easy it will be to acquire some interesting documents. Well, okay, that caught me by surprise mm. because we're not talking about fake; we're talking about legit documents that just happen yep. to have your face on it. Yeah, for some of them, and there's a site called Onion Identity Services, you go on there and it can sell you uh, passports from several nations like the UK, Canada, the Netherlands, and, you know, it's, it says it will actually work to enter a country. And these things cost, I think it was about 11, no, 12, between 12 and 15 bitcoins, depending these, on the uh, nation. So, so we're talking about through a matter of, 3,000 euros, 4,000 US dollars around that price range. Legit documents. Well, what it says was these ones, uh, I forget the term. It's either gray or white. But I think these are, I think these would be classified as gray, gray passports. So what that means is they're actually printed by the, the government agency themselves and they, they do have a real identity on them. So the, this is actually a real person uh, whose name is printed in this passport, but it's, it's not like it, it's not evidence of real citizenship. So it's not actually giving you citizenship. It's just a, a, a really good fake. <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A genuine fake, if you will. Yeah. A genuine yeah. fake. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got a genuine fake passport. Pretty much, you know, class A or, you know, your top level ID. Yeah. 
about as good as a fake can get without being real. Yeah. And you can go open a bank account with this with this yeah. item. That's what they claimed, yes. You could set up a post office box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could you could go get a, a video easy card. <laughs> <laughs> go down to Blockbuster. Register and never return the videos. That's it. Nobody would be the wiser. I mean, but I think it doesn't have your address on it. It's just a passport. Of course, yeah. So you need to accompany that with your... Um... Well, some of these sites had fake utility bills. Whoa. <laughs> that's getting... I mean, with all jokes aside, that's pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's a utility bill. Yeah. I mean, that, that takes at least you have to go down and get your water connected or electricity connected. Mm. You've had to have shown ID mm. once at, at some point, and then you've got yeah. it connected. You would have to have paid for it, mm. you know, at least once. Um, I mean, passport, utility bill, and matching bank card, mm. you're pretty much mm. a new person. Yes. Yeah, you're pretty well set up, assuming they do what they, they claim to do. I mean, they had driver's licenses on there as well for several nations and they said these ones are actually black IDs they're just they're they're really good fakes not issued by the government themselves they're just created fakes uh, but they they can pass a lot of tests like any visual inspection um, they will pass for sure yeah. not that we would be interested in doing that is, I think we quite enjoy <laughs> being for yourself. No. <laughs> no, of course. You're blowing my cover, man. <laughs> no, we don't definitely don't recommend uh, purchasing any of these goods or you know lying to the government or anything crazy like that. That's uh, well, that could that could uh, get you in a world of trouble for sure. I just I just think I'm too young to be committing fraud. It's like, it's like ten years locked in the country. <laughs> and, and Australia was an island. Mm. You don't want to be locked on an island for ten years. I've seen <laughs> Castaway. That's heavy. <laughs> there were no prisons involved in Castaway. That's no, I don't just, know which. Just the water which of the movies. sharks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's but, a, a lot of sharks in prison. I I couldn't do it. I think I'd be getting too. I'd get too paranoid. Mm. I, I don't I don't think I could. Uh, I'd be comfortable walking around as someone else. I think I'd slip up. I'd forget. <laughs> I'd forget who I'm supposed to be. Um, or if, you know, or if I had a post office box set up and I was mm. getting packages delivered, yeah, I'd be looking for white or black vans or, <laughs> or I don't know. What's like the the water company? Our our Pura. The, these trucks that I still think are undercovers. <laughs> Aquapura, isn't that a brand of uh, Coca-Cola Mattel? I think. Yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, that's it, CL. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> I, I saw those. There's, there's these. There's water trucks driving yeah. around Mexico, and they've got big like garage shutters on each side, and they've got you know twenty liter bottles of water. Uh-huh. I, I swear that some of them aren't water trucks. Mm. I think there's like they're, they're spying trucks or some kind, some kind of surveillance or. Just undercover units cruising Mexico. Mm. Okay. You have nothing to substantiate this claim. No, nothing at all other than the feelings of paranoia that I get when they follow me around. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm saying. I could never hold up. I would, uh, I would crack. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be gone. All right. All right.
but you know, okay, so we're in this hypothetical scenario, and we're you know we're chill, we're chilling in the UK with a Dutch passport, and we've organised a, a post office box so we can collect drugs without anybody being able to trace it to our identity very easily, or you know we could collect arms. Uh, maybe we're selling uh, black market gold-plated AK-47s on the streets of London. I was surprised with the amount of counterfeit notes. Mm. 20, 100, is that 50s? Uh, 50 in euro. Yeah, normally it's normally it's 20 US dollar bills and it's 50 euro notes. Those are, those are the most common ones. And uh, actually, I mentioned that cigarette site before, but that cigarette site just by the wayside happened to be selling counterfeit $20 US notes and, and $50, 50 euro notes as well. <laughs> and it, if you buy them in a big bunch, it's normally the, the ratio is about three to one. So you pay, say, say around $300 and you'll get about $1,000 worth of, of counterfeit notes. Yeah, it seems to be going rate, uh, the one to three. Yeah. But, but uh, is, it, is it trustworthy? I don't know. I mean, well, the, the thing is, uh, US dollars are actually still the, the easiest currency to counterfeit in the world uh, because, well, uh, of course, it's more valuable because it's a reserve currency. So uh, so it's widely accepted all over the world. I mean, there's, there's not many places where you'd have difficulty, you know, changing a, a $100 note of Benjamin. Uh, but... Yeah, so also because they're using this technology, which is essentially, I mean, they're using this cotton paper, yeah. which is the ba- the basis of the, of the note is actually, you know, 100 years old or, <laughs> or more. It's um, <laughs> cheeky, isn't it? I think it's naughty that they're still using paper. I have to wonder why they they continue it. Like maybe somebody actually, somebody in the government has a currency counterfeiting operation or or maybe it's just because they're they're incompetent and they don't care and they don't think about it like yeah we've got the biggest currency in the world who cares if it's easy to fake but the, all the better right <laughs> i don't think it matters they're counterfeiting enough themselves anyway i don't think they care if someone else can can do it in the backyard yeah the yeah well we're printing until the the cows come home anyway, so who cares? North Korea, a large percentage of the of the GDP of North Korea comes from what they call super dollars. Super dollars are counterfeit Benjamin Franklin, you know, counterfeit $100 US dollar notes. And they're called super dollars because they're actually more accurate, more precise, more real than real 100 US dollar notes. There you have it. Press like on YouTube. Press like on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and Trouble Bubble and show your support. So you found a few interesting sites relating to Bitcoin. Yeah, well, um, looking for legitimate sites. Mm. I mean, Bitcoin being a legitimate trade of value, 
of future money. Uh, it was like, you know, what services are there that, you know, that are anonymous? You, you want to be anonymous right. with, with your Bitcoin. And I think there's a lot of stories and information uh, looking into the flow of Bitcoin. So, you know, they can't actually see who you are, but they yep. can see address, flow from address A to address B, and they, they yep. can track that kind of thing. Yeah, and, every- and that's why, like, uh, there's still this popular misconception that Bitcoin is anonymous, which it isn't. It's pseudonymous, meaning uh, you can associate a, a pseudonym with a certain Bitcoin because you, everybody has ad- addresses, Bitcoin addresses, yes. which acts as, as an alias for you. And what people don't realize is that every Bitcoin has a trail. Mm-hmm. Like, every Bitcoin leaves a path. So... Uh, there was an int- a few interesting services in, in mixing that, that path up. Uh, so such services like, where are you? A whole list of these ones. Um, Bitcoin Fog. Right. Bitcoin Blender. Okay. Easy Bitcoin Tumblr are all ways of transferring your Bitcoin to a group of Bitcoins and then receiving chunks of many Bitcoins. Right. I think that's so, the best way I think I've it said. <laughs> yep, yep. So you put you put like a, a single Bitcoin in there and it'll chop it up into a bunch of pieces. Uh, other people get a bunch of those pieces and, and you get some of their pieces back. So that way you can't really trace or it's going to be very difficult for people to trace where those Bitcoins are going and, and who, who owns them or who owned them. Yeah, it's and for the reason of losing that trail Mm. for example if you were buying counterfeit notes or drugs or guns and people were were following certain agencies are following certain bitcoins that were in your accounts Mm. uh, you wouldn't need to worry about that because that wouldn't lead to you and you would have you would have maybe thousands of inflow of bitcoins to include you know to make up the, the sum of your bitcoin total Hmm. So in, in that case, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have to be subconscious of where your bitcoins are coming from, knowing that they've been blended up or yep. redistributed. Yep. And I'm not, and of course, there's fees, there's fees involved with that kind of thing, but minuscule. It wouldn't uh, it wouldn't affect you. Actually, you know, it makes me think maybe I need to blend my bitcoins. <laughs> I don't know where my bitcoins came from. It's, it's confusing. Should I be worried about that? <laughs> Because when I when you think about it, it's like the Bitcoin is the first digital real thing. It's like the first digital commodity. Yeah, but it's almost like some kind of it's got aspects of physical. Yes. Because yes. it can't be copied. Yes. So if you receive one complete Bitcoin, it's gonna it's got a whole paper trail of <laughs> paper trail. It's got a whole signature of where it's been and who's yeah. had it. Yeah, and you can go on blockchain.info and type in someone's address and you'll see which um, which money has left it, left it and which money has entered it. Yeah, which I, I think it's good. It's, it's a good thing, but, um, but you, need to, you, know, you need to use that power wisely as well. Yep. So, um, and so um, that was like the first big, the first big Bitcoin service I thought, well, that's, that's useful. But I, I don't think that needs to be in darknet. It's just that Bitcoin operates in the, the low-key waters of the, the below the, the iceberg in the shadows of 
the deepness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what says you, you've written down here? Bitcoin Ponzi. Just uh, yes. Yep. Now, okay, maybe not something I'm interested in, but, <laughs> you know, the casinos are, are quite popular. <laughs> Both of the, yeah, I found two of them. One's called the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin Ponzi, and the other one's 100x your Bitcoin. And it's basically the exact same thing. You, <laughs> you submit Bitcoin yeah. along with your address. So I don't know why they, maybe they're collecting this information to see, you know, what kind of people are, are risky. But, you know, you can send one Satoshi to this address with your address and every 20 minutes there's payouts. So, you know, you could, you could receive nothing or you could receive possibly, as I suggest, 100x your Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> uh, but e- either way, it's, it's, uh, it is exactly what, they, what they're calling it. It's a Bitcoin Ponzi. You, you send Bitcoin and people get a mixed amount of Bitcoin back. So I, I don't know who would be interested in that. Yeah, there's a lot of degenerate gamblers out there. <laughs> don't mind giving that thing a crank. Yeah, every 20 minutes. I don't know, I might send a few Satoshi, see if they, see what pays. <laughs> <laughs> Strike it rich. No, well, but it, it's got a list of five, the five last payouts. Yeah. And of course, they're all above one Satoshi. So but you, you never know how much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they're above one single Satoshi. This is yeah. a, so, so to put that into perspective, how much a Satoshi right now would be worth like 100,000th of a cent or something like that. Pretty close to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> So, you know, they're doing big numbers. You're not betting your super. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, not betting your retirement plan on that. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so I, I found a lot of sites uh, selling, selling um, which I, what I thought at first must be stolen goods because a lot of them are a third of the price. Like I saw something like an iPhone 6. Right now it's sell, selling for about $700, $800. But this site, Deep Fruit or Deep, Deep Foot. I'm not sure if that's a typo in the headline, but it's called Deep Foot, uh, and it's going for three hundred and sixty nine dollars. So, like about half of of the retail price. Likewise, with uh, selling another site, C Store, selling Google Glass for six hundred and seventy dollars. Um, right now, the, the the retail price is one thousand five hundred. So, apparently, what they do is they get they get um, they do things like use um, credit card numbers, stolen credit card numbers to purchase gift cards or, or they use the, the stolen credit card numbers to buy the goods and, the, and then they sell on the goods. So they're not, at, technically, they're not stolen goods, but it's, it's reaching into that area of, of questionable activity. <laughs> Sounds unethical. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it is to some degree, but I, I wonder how unethical it is really because the thing is when you're buying something on a credit card, it's not like the money goes out of the bank account of, of, the, of anyone at the bank. That's not what happens. It's more like the money is, is being created yeah. whenever you pay somebody with that money, with, but, with that credit card. And yeah. No, you just, it's like you're accessing their accessible funds. Mm. But it's know. not. It's create. It's creating funds more than accessing somebody's funds. So, so in this transaction, if you, 
it's it's kind of perverse, but if you think it through, like this this person has a stolen credit card, okay, uh, and they they buy a, they buy something from Amazon with it. Uh, Amazon receives the money. Oh, you know what? I'm, I think I'm I'm mistaken in, in what I'm about to say because what would happen would be Amazon would receive the money, then the person with the credit card would probably call up and cancel the transaction, and that would mean that Amazon wouldn't receive the money if they're quick enough. Yeah, if they're quick enough to look through their bank statement, uh, yeah. yeah. And if they if they're not, well, I guess Amazon will get it, and the, and the the credit card company will be in trouble. Yeah, because yeah, if if Amazon was to send the product and not mm. get reimbursed for the product, well, that's that's a tear shed for Amazon. But <laughs> if the bank itself paid for it, and then the bank had to remove that from the customer's bank statement. Hmm. Well, then that's just tough shit for the bank. <laughs> Isn't that how it works? Well, I've heard, I, I don't know, I don't know. But I've heard a, lo- a lot of stories where uh, banks were doing things like during, after the financial crisis in the, in the United States, uh, banks were like, oh, what are we going to do? I mean, we know our customers can't pay these credit card bills, so we'll give them a discount. And they were offering like the 30% like these customers would pay 30% and then that, that would kind of more or less clear their credit record or, or clear that account. Yeah. Yeah. So how, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because how worried are these banks about this, this money really? Well, as long as they got their 9% in, in something solid so they can continually <laughs> fractionally reserve that, <laughs> I'm not sure what it's called. <laughs> I, I know, I know there, were, there are banks that are concerned with the amount of credit that's out and, mm. how, and how much is not coming back in. Right. Um, as long as they're keeping that balance right, I guess no, nobody gets hurt because if, no, if nobody gets hurt, is that, that's like a victimless crime, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's probably some factors that we're overlooking there. Anyway, so, the, so these goods technically not stolen, but... You know, more it, it's yeah, it's definitely pushing the envelope there. <laughs> well, so you could just go and buy the Amazon gift card at half price. Yeah, well, that's another one, and that, that site claims that it's actually uh, the these gift cards are purchased completely legally. Um, and the one site I saw, you you pay four hundred and fifty dollars, and you get thousand dollars worth of Amazon gift cards. And yeah, I don't believe them when they say this. There's nothing dodgy about it. Um, that's yeah. Well, that's one in one in three don't work. <laughs> maybe, maybe or one in two. Yeah, uh, but apparently they say they say they they claim they send it to you. They'll send you a coupon code or something, and you'll receive it within twenty minutes, and then you can use it. Yeah. So I don't I don't know how that works. I assume it's a similar thing. Like they buy they they get the stolen credit cards and buy the buy the Amazon gift cards with them. It's probably something similar. Yeah. Then. So you come across any other Bitcoin services? Bitcoin ones? No. I mean I mean everything is is selling bitcoins. Um, you mentioned one where there's a market for stolen bitcoins. Oh yes, yeah. It's called. Um, let's let's see here. Well, 
basically what it is first. And, and the name is so. And the name is exactly what it is. So just by mm-hmm. by looking it up, I'm sure you'd find it. It's you you find a website that has hacked Bitcoin wallets, and you pay in Bitcoin to get the details to open that Bitcoin wallet. Mm-hmm. Except it was like uh, it was like a gain of you only of really 100%. You only really double your money. Except mm-hmm. some of the, some of the wallets claim to have 500 Bitcoin in them. So you know you pay, and I think for that one it was about 150 Bitcoin. And then they give you the details of well as five hundred bitcoins. But wow! I mean, that's who. Okay, firstly, who has one hundred and fifty bitcoins? <laughs> I think it's very few. The, the Somebody percentage. who's selling these these uh, credit card dumps by the gigabyte might have <laughs> might have one hundred and fifty gig, one hundred and fifty BTC laying around. That was another product: <laughs> credit card dumps. Yeah, that seems very popular in <laughs> yeah. these markets. And and this is crazy too because they sell them. Not by the credit card, not by the hundreds, but by the gigabyte. So you you pay like half a Bitcoin, like 150 bucks, and you get a one gigabyte dump of credit card information and, and, pers- and addresses and, and stuff. And I, I don't know where, how you would go about using that. It's a lot um, of characters. <laughs> that's a lot of credit yeah, card. Yeah, considering, number. you know, I, I think a novel takes up about 100 kilobytes. So, you know, Ooh. multiply that by 10 million and you'll, you'll get an idea of how, how big this dump is. You'd want to create a bot to, seal, like, to sort through that information for you mm. and to, to punch it into these, um, these, <laughs> these websites for you. <laughs> and order a million full blow-up size Barbie dolls or something. I, I thought, I mean, there's, there's website services for for buying Bitcoin directly with credit card mm. to to Bitcoin, to, or to PayPal even, or to Bitcoin, any Bitcoin wallet. Mm. Um, I mean, if you wanted to to go through the work, you could you could write a bot to go to Silver through that information to go out and automatically buy Bitcoins and then pump it back through one of these Bitcoin blenders. <laughs> yeah, cause, oh, okay, because you need this bot... To also buy anonymous PayPal addresses, oh yes, which you, you can collect <laughs> from the dark web. So, or you just you just hire a whole lot of uh, Indian assistants to do it for you. <laughs> it, it might be right. it might be a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. Well, you hire one assistant to program the bot, and then <laughs> go from there. You think they're already um, doing that, right? Like, there'd have to be a lot of internet credit card crime. Going through the, the call centers size operations. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know where they are or who they are, but <laughs> it just occurred to me that that would be a, a quite a profitable business. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, you have these these scams like people call you up from India and they say, "Hi, I'm just here from tech support. I want to talk to you about your problem with Windows." And the, and what what are they doing? Because I mean, that I've heard. I don't know. I assume they install some Trojan horse and then that later steals your credit card details, oh, okay. or it could it could do all kinds of things. Yeah. But he sounded so friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I remember my old workmate got one of those calls and he'd just been watching something on A Current Affair or one of these like yellow t- journalist TV shows and and uh, he was like, mate, um, let me ask you a question. 
Uh, do you follow any particular religion, or you know, what would your mother think if you <laughs> if you uh, if she found out you were doing something like this? And and uh, the guy ended up getting rather embarrassed. And uh, I think that was the end of the conversation. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, but that um, just trying back to that website. It's called Hacked BTC Wallets for Sale. It's exactly what it is. Wow, that's a very inviting title. Well, I mean, obviously, it's um, it's for the adwords. And the <laughs> optimization of the search engines. All right. But that, I mean, you're not going to find that on Google. No, you won't find that on Google. But I mean, there's, there's, many, there's many dark search engines that would know exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you know, one of my favorite things that I found on the dark web. I have no idea why this is on the dark web. There's a site called Anonymous Cat Facts. So, for example, the ability of a cat to find its way home is called psi traveling. Experts think cats either use the angle of the sunlight to find their way or that cats have magnetized cells in their brains that act as compasses. So this is, uh, you know, you click next fact and it keeps coming up with more and more facts about cats. Uh, Probably enough to fill the heart of any internet cat picture addict. Does it have pictures as well? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. So maybe it won't fill your heart. They they should add pictures and ask for donations. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good business model. Yeah. And I don't know what inspires some of these sites. I don't know what inspires people to put them on the dark net because there's like... There's no, there's no reason for anonymous cat facts to be on the dark net. Like, are they worried that people are going to find out that their facts are actually not real or something? Uh, <laughs> You're only taken down. Is <laughs> yeah. the like the the Department of Homeland Security busts in and closes down anonymous cat facts and, and puts up the the uh, the site? You know, DEA warning. That was <laughs> that was a, that was another thing we saw a few of. The, the warnings, the Homeland yeah. Security warnings. Yeah, or what? I, I don't know which organization it was, federal police or whatever, and it comes up saying this this domain has been seized. Yeah, Homeland Security and uh, Europol. They're, really? they're teaming together. They, they're cracking. Is that a fact or are you just making that up? Uh, that, that's what was on the announcement. Mm-hmm. We've got it on the, the Google Drive. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll put that up. Throw that up. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Hitman. Yes. Hitman was being... Hitman. Is, uh, they're there. I, I thought it was cowboys yeah. that do this kind of work. <laughs> yeah, one of them was called... Uh, the slogan was mm, easy solutions to common problems, which is quite catchy, really. Always, those problems are quite common. <laughs> Sometimes people just push them too far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. And that one, that one actually had a, a big picture of Cthulhu sitting in the corner, like with the, with his tentacles out and holding a copy of the Necronomicon. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm like, what kind of nerd becomes a contract killer? Because <laughs> he's a pimp. He's not doing the work. <laughs> right, right. The nerd just organizes it. Yeah, but uh, I mean these these sites, uh, the going rate is around five thousand. US dollars for a standard job, but they'll charge you more for special requests. If you want photos, if you want, uh, if you want them to suffer, if they, if you want them to do do it with 
their bare hands or something like that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't mean to laugh. It's more of like a nervous thing. Mm. It's like the the idea of paying someone to remove someone mm. anonymously. Mm. It just seems very very tempting. I think to to the collective. Well, five thousand dollars isn't a lot of money for a life, you know. It's, it seems. I mean. Yeah, uh, the the average life insurance policy is definitely a lot more than that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, not that not that I think. think no, but you, you, you don't killing anybody in, for their insurance. You policy. have a background in um, insurance, <laughs> right? It was more um, accidental permanent disability, and uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm sure it, maybe for two grand, I just break the arms and legs. <laughs> I don't have to kill the guy. Just okay, mess him up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay who would you kill Ooh. I, I don't i don't have any qualms with anybody <laughs> but i would be interested in sending someone after myself just to <laughs> just to feel alive and live a little bit just to, just to know there's someone out to get me uh, just to feel special just to know yeah. someone's looking at me yeah and this would be like kind of like that Michael Douglas movie, The Game. Maybe you could you know, pay somebody to pretend to kill your friend, you know, chase them up dark alleys, and they get involved in a whole in a whole thing. What kind of person would be able to kill someone, you know, without without feeling anything? Collect I don't payment? know. One of the sites I looked at was the, the guy actually gave a little. I, I don't know what you'd call it, an autobiography. is like, man, I've just been through too much stuff in my life and I just don't give a fuck anymore, man. I don't feel empathy, so I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, and that was his introduction to, pay to my his rent. service. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's earning a little more than rent if he's, if he's real. The problem, yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering to... To collect money to to kill someone, yeah, I mean you you're pretty disattached from from life, mm. so you know you could probably you could probably pay. I mean if you if you if you're sick, there's a lot of sick people out there, and you got money because the the dark web is expensive. I mean you buy a mm. couple a couple of passports and a few thousand counterfeit bennies, <laughs> you've you've you spent like ten grand <laughs> minimum. Um, so, you know, why not throw in a few hitmen as well? But you'd want to buy a couple of them and get them to knock each other off. <laughs> if you can find out who they are first. So, so maybe you could go to one of these hacking services sites and tell them, hey, uh, this time I don't want to find out the details of my ex-lover's address or, you know, stop my ex-lover extorting me. But actually, I want you to find out the identity of this hitman <laughs> yeah. So that that's actually relatively cheap. You probably pay less than a bitcoin for this service. So, you know, get get the get the docs on two of these hitmen and then send them out some send them after each other and, you know, see which one survives in some kind of battle royale, hunger games type so, scenario. Yeah, set them all up and then know where they're going to be and then just, just video them. <laughs> Video is gonna. That's, that's reality TV at its best. Yeah, <laughs> they'll they'll be out in Fox. Yeah, someone stole my idea. 
<laughs> cool. But so, that, that, that's yep. kind of the, the deep web. It's like there's no limits mm. to your imagination just goes a little silly. Yep. Because you, you, we were talking about changing of IDs, mm. of, of uh, well, money doesn't seem to be like, like you, can't, you can't play with these ideas thinking about money. Like money is no object. <laughs> because you can okay, buy okay. Yeah. You, right, because you can triple your money with counterfeit bills, use those counterfeit bills to convert them into Bitcoin and then, and then triple your money again. 100, 100x your money. 100, 100, 100 times your Bitcoin. 100x, 100x, 100x casino. It's, if I open a casino, that's what it's going to be called. All right. So what do you think? What is, what is your, uh, like your best buy? What's your advice, your, your favorite purchase? Favorite purchase? Yeah. In the what dark What do web? you think would would come up to be, you know, top of top on your list in terms of price, usability, novelty, outright craziness? You, you've got something in mind? Not really. <laughs> okay. No, I, I think um, the the counterfeit fifty euro notes mm. would be interesting mm. because, I mean, they they appear to be. The, well, most of the notes they say they're they're real, like it's real, it's real money. Um, but I think maybe the the passport is going to be the real winner. real money. What do you mean real money? It's not it's counterfeit, isn't it? But it, isn't all money counterfeit? Okay, okay, all right. I mean, fair point. It, it just depends on the source of the counterfeit. Yeah, where it came from. <laughs> it's U.S. dollars printed by the U.S. Treasury, and they just keep printing them and rolling the press. Yeah, yeah. As long as whoever's going to collect them, if they're able to pass it on at least a couple more times. Then I think it's as real as real money. Like if you can take yeah, it. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, once it's in circulation, and if if it's really as good as they claim it is, if they can, if it can pass all these tests, like the the microfiber tests in the US dollars and and the the pen test, and if it can pass all those tests, yeah, then I guess it's pretty much real. I mean, if you're confident you can deposit it, yeah, no, no issue, and that goes back into an ATM, mm. no issue. Well, then. It's real money. Yes. But I just, I just don't trust it. Like, I, not that I don't trust the money, I just don't trust it's going to turn up. <laughs> or I trust that there's going to be a van with a, or a, a camera on the other side of the road looking yeah. at my P.O. box waiting for me to turn up and the boogeyman's <laughs> going to jump out. That, that, that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy the, the money. But, a, but a, a, yeah, a second passport's always handy. Yeah, yeah. Just in case. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having it. Having a second passport. Well, yeah, actually, one I and one other one. I don't know if this is my best, best, uh, best buy for the money. But one site was offering fixed football game info. Oh, so look up Madrid versus Ireland or whatever, and <laughs> it'll come up and tell you. Uh, it's just, I don't know if Ireland has a football team in Madrid versus Barcelona and it'll tell you uh, who is going to win and maybe it'll tell you who is going to win by how much. Uh, <laughs> it didn't give too many details. You have to email it to them. And I find, find it out. difficult to believe that games in that level are fixed. Why? I mean, it's this is documented. I mean... Oh well, okay, maybe not at that level, but in in Wise Guy, and that is the the book that Goodfellas was based on, um, Hank Hill goes into some detail talking about how he fixed um, college basketball games um, 
point shaving so there was a like they would be able to fix the game to more or less to the point like they would say this university is going to beat that university by at least 10 points and they make a killing on it the coach would know wouldn't they uh they would talk directly to the players but maybe the coach was in on it too was you know that blows my mind yeah one thing i realized looking at looking through the, the dark web and the directories it's like going back to a to an early internet mm. it's like going back to when when yahoo was a directory and not a search engine mm. I, I feel like it, you realize how how small the internet is mm. and how much more potential it's got mm. so the internet's still very young considering we're only accessing normally 3%, I think the internet can grow and the services that are going to be built on top of, on top of this dark, this dark net set up already, mm. like the, the, the access that P2P is going to open up. And at the moment, I don't think the dark web is very user-friendly. Mm. And I just, I just think there's going to be applications that are going to be built on dark web platforms that's going to it's going to change the face of internet and we're going to see that relatively soon okay i i don't know what that could be but i mean i guess we've already seen that to some extent like when we're at an anarcho and roger ver got, got up and he, and he he uh his words were very strong he said the war on drugs is over they've lost the the you know the all the people trying to stop drugs being transported. They've, they've already lost because Silk Road shows that it, it can be done in a peaceful way. These drugs can be transported. There's virtually nothing they can do about it. It's like trying to plug your, hole, plug your finger into the hole in a dam. Um, that, that dam's going to burst. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you can buy legit passports... When you can buy mm. IDs that are that are top quality, when you when you can select, I want a stolen passport, a cloned passport, or a, a real passport, and and just buy them. What's the word I'm looking for? Willy nilly. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the cash, yeah, it's, it's just a cash issue. Yeah, and, and even cash is now being bought and sold mm. in in lots of thousand dollars, like it's. Like it's Maccas. <laughs> Brown paper bag like money. Maccas by the thousands. <laughs> no. I would like 5,000 <laughs> cheeseburgers, please. Uh, I, just, I just pictured the brown paper bag with the little dollar sign written on it. <laughs> it's, right. It's like, wait, how do you, how, I just ordered like, you know. Maccas on one side, dollar on the other, yeah. 200, 100 bill notes. Yeah. It's like that, it, it doesn't, it's like, it's, it, we're talking like, you know, like, the, like a drug dealer's cruise with. Like yeah. there's lots of $10,000 $10, you know, rolled batches of cash. So, you know, ID's gone and money's gone. And like these are government systems of control. Right. So now the dark web is removing these fundamental control systems. Mm. I, I think the internet is very young. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if if this level of kind of twi twisted freedom is going to decay these government systems this much, 
then they really don't have long left (laughs) (laughs) unless they innovate. They have to innovate very quickly to to get a hold of this. They have to get on board and start start playing by by the rules of the the matrix. (laughs) Like there's there's no... The matrix, you mean the blockchain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bit bit nation. It's all zeros and ones, man. (laughs) It's all green lines of neo talk. Yeah. So yeah, so governments will be be forced to to change their te- technological a- approach and start using blockchain based technologies like BitNation um, to, to to issue their passports because if they if they don't, then well How passports yeah passports going to be pretty well useless. It's um, like it's like in the old days of identity. With- yeah. Sorry, man. No, go ahead. It's like in the old days where they turn up with their, their papers, you know, like the, the knights so they scrolled and like, mm. you know, which family are you from? And, you know, what's, <laughs> well, you know, what makes up your stars and that kind of thing. I still, I feel like we're back in those days with these little paper books. <laughs> it's like, unless, they, unless they're on some kind of decentralized live registry, yep. which is completely transparent and anonymous, then there's, there's no future for government. <laughs> Yeah, out of date, obsolete. Throw it in the trash can with the cotton gin. All right. So, <laughs> my name's Kurt Robinson, oh, and my name's Aaron Battle. So we're the Paradise Paradox. Press like on YouTube. Press subscribe on YouTube. Go to Facebook and press like on Facebook, and also press the get notifications button on Facebook because that means it's going to come up in your feed on your, on your notifications every time that that we uh, buy something off the, the dark net and, and uh, use a gold-plated AK-47 to shoot a bunch of holes in our ceiling because we were too hot uh, in a hot Mexico night. And <laughs> you're going to go... Uh, what what else do we need? Well, yes, I think you thought the safety was on. I don't know if they have safeties. Oops. Yeah, uh, gold-plated safety. Yeah. But, uh, but we really, we need to share this information with people that are going to either gamble their Bitcoins on <laughs> on Bitcoin Ponzi <laughs> or uh, or people that might need a second ID because... Yeah, nev- never hurts to have an extra. Or if, uh, or if they want to buy the half-price Amazon cards as a... There's a time machine portal on our on our website that lets you buy in the future or in the past, depending on when you watch the episode. That's not, that's not true. <laughs> we're not advertising any dark. We're not advertising any darknet services. So no, no, no. Of, of course not. But yeah. um, but if you happen to have these Amazon cards that you can right. buy at half price ah, okay. on the dark if, web, yeah. If you do have a legitimate. Um, perfectly you know normally bought amazon gift cards or other amazon um you know if you have a credit card and you want to buy something fun off amazon go on to theparadiseparadox.com and you'll see the link at the top it says shop amazon click on that link and it's not going to cause you any problems it's it's not going to make your computer explode because of uh the pirated uranium that you bought off the dark net ebay but <laughs> what it's going to mean is that we get a small commission uh, for a few percent of, of uh, your purchases that you make on Amazon. So go ahead and do that. Also, it makes us feel really warm and fuzzy and, and brilliant and shining like uh, the light of a thousand suns. When you go on Donate, 
www.theparadiseparadox.com and use those bitcoins that you've you've washed hopefully only because you want to be anonymous not because you've been making extreme criminal transactions and give give us a few satoshis uh aaron's cameras just switched off so he's going to jump in and, and say hi oh bye it's the end of the app <laughs> <laughs> all right okay uh, all right, well, we'll talk to you next time. Remember to share on Twitter, share on Tumblr, share on Facebook, share any way that you possibly can. Peace. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for playing and thanks for moving through the paradise into the paradox. Just a quick note. Head on over to www.theparadiseparadox.com slash 41, and that's theparadiseparadox.com slash 41, and that's going to lead you to the show notes for all this episode, any interesting works that we've referenced, some uh, links about some sneaky things that you can find on the deep web. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Tiempo de morir. Tiempo de nacer. Tiempo de morir. Tiempo de nacer. Tiempo de nacer. Tiempo de morir. Tiempo de nacer. Tiempo de morir. Tiempo de nacer. Y tiempo de morir. Tiempo de nacer. Tiempo de morir.